Well, we hear in the letter from uh, St. Peter today about Jesus putting to death in the flesh so that he may live life in the spirit. It's important to realize that Jesus did this for us. He was put to death in the flesh to live life in the spirit so that we could put to death in the flesh and live life in the spirit. Now, it's really important to know that Jesus does this not us. We cannot do this ourselves. We do not put to death our own sin. Jesus does. I want you to think about sin as we enter into Lent. Um, in the addictive programs, they say that it's the drug of choice, you know, so that everybody has one. What's your drug of choice? So I want you to think about that for sin. We all have a sin. We probably all have this one thing that we do that we really wish we didn't do, we've tried to do, and we feel like we're trapped in it. We are imprisoned, as we hear in the second reading. What is that sin for you? I want you to take a moment just to try to think about that. Okay, whatever that sin is, whatever our sin of choice is, or the sin that we're stuck in is, have you tried to quit it before? Have you tried to stop? Probably, right? Why doesn't it work? Why can't we stop? Well, because we, by ourselves, cannot free ourselves from sin. Only Jesus can. So we enter into the season of Lent, and it's, it's time to con convert. It's a time to repent. And to repent is to turn away from sin and to be faithful to the gospel. So how do we do that? Well, I think the important thing to realize is when we can identify our sin... I think it's important to realize that only Jesus can free us from it. But secondly, sin, with any sin, there is absolutely no value to it. What I mean is that it never brings any good whatsoever, ever. Sin never brings good. And I think what imprisons us is we, we allow ourselves to be tricked by Satan to think, well, I need this sin in my life because it brings something, right? I'll give you a few examples of what a sin that we think might bring. It brings me an escape just to get out of my daily life and suffering. You might say, I like it because it just, it helps me to relax. It's something I do to de-stress. I'll use the image of, uh, of smoking um, just because it's a very common thing and, and, and one of the hardest things I think there is to, to do to quit. So if you think about a cigarette, People will say, I just find it to be so pleasurable. Well, if you think back about the first time you smoked, or if somebody doesn't smoke and were to hand you a cigarette and you were to suck in that smoke, would you find it to be pleasurable? No, right? It's disgusting. But after a while, for some reason, we get hooked on it and we find it to be pleasurable. But there's no good in it whatsoever. It doesn't actually bring us pleasure because you finish smoking that cigarette and what happens 10 minutes later? You want to smoke it again, right? What happens uh, immediately after we do whatever our sin of choice is? We feel guilt. We feel shame. It doesn't bring us what we thought it was going to bring us, and we allow ourselves to be duped into it time after time after time. So I think with any sin of choice, with any addiction, with any sin that we are imprisoned by, it's important to know that we need Jesus to free us from it. But I think it's important to also know 
that he has already done it. When he suffered and died and was put to death in the flesh and now lives in the spirit, he lives in us and he puts to death in our flesh that we may live in the spirit. Now, I just want you to think, instead of like giving up whatever that sin is, usually when we have this sin that we're for some reason imprisoned by, we think, I can't give it up because I'll be miserable if I don't do this. I won't get to indulge in this thing that I, I, know I, I know I like doing, but it brings me no life, no good whatsoever. What if instead of constantly obsessing about that, what if we shifted our thought to, I'm already free. Christ has freed me. What if we shifted our thought to, I don't actually ever have to do that thing again because I'm free. And every time the temptation comes, we think, we don't think, oh, I'm going to miss doing that so much. But we think, I'm free. I don't ever have to do that again. Christ has set me free. So reflect on that. Think about whatever it is. What's the sin that you would love to be freed from this season of Lent? And instead of approaching it as uh, sorrow for this thing that we are called to give up, what if we approached it as freedom? What if we approached it as, I don't ever have to do that or live that way ever again in my life because Christ has set me free. With sin, there is no advantage. It doesn't bring us any good ever in any way, shape, or form. We think it does, but it never does. It never brings us relief. It only leads us to guilt and shame. And us trying to do it by ourselves, just by bare-knuckling it, as they say, generally doesn't work. But if we can shift from sorrow that we can't do this thing to actually rejoicing that we have been set free, that Christ has died in the flesh for us and risen to life in the Spirit, we too can live in the Spirit. So after this homily, I'm just going to give you a few moments in silence. I want you to think about that sin that you want to be freed from and just for a moment shift your thinking from I'll never get to do that again to I don't ever have to do that again and experience the joy of the resurrected life and life in the Spirit. <laughs>